Did you ever know there was controversy about in my honest opinion versus my humble opinion? What have you always said? In my honest opinion. Really? Huh, how about that? I think I've said both. I think I have two. In my humble opinion. Right. See, and both are very interesting when you really drill into it because if you're saying – in my honest opinion, you're basically saying you lie a lot. <laughs> Usually my opinions are lies, but right. this one, I'm giving you an honest right, one. Right, right. And if you're saying in my humble opinion, it's like, I'm so above you, so here I am humbly bringing myself down to your level. <laughs> they they both sound pretty snooty when you get <laughs> right down to it. <laughs> Boy, what a night last night, right? What a game. We usually have these... Uh, Either Mondays or Tuesdays. I think we've had a couple Thursdays after Raiders Chiefs where I'm just, I'm either a mess. I didn't go to bed till like 2.30 last night, though. I think I rewatched the game. I thought it was a fun game. I thought it was incredibly over-officiated. Yeah. Very over-officiated. And, you know, not just that terrible call. Because you think about it, you know, that call on Derek Carr on the um, roughing the passer, you know, that's that's the that's a – but a four-point difference there? Well, because the Chiefs are going to get the football back and go score before halftime. Probably, yeah. Right. Probably. But, you know, here's the thing that if Kansas City had lost last night, Chiefs fans don't want to hear is, by the book, it was officiated correctly. Sure. Exactly. It, it's the rule that's stupid. Exactly. And, and I think it's egregious, and I was frustrated I, as a fan in the moment, but by the book, it was officiated properly. Um. Question, because I, I, I was going back and forth with my Sunday night Fox Sports radio partner, make sure I get it all clear here so Las Vegas Sooner doesn't get mad at me, Arnie Spanier, and the outrage on Sunday was, of course, the Tom Brady roughing the passer call, right? That was terrible. See, that one was worse, I think, <laughs> Oh gosh, than this one. Um, and... They all thought it was an overreaction to Tua. And my response was, it's been bad for years now. Agreed. I mean, I don't, I, I just think that seems to be convenient. And that wasn't even called a roughing the passer whenever Tua uh, ended up getting KO'd. What happened to Tom Brady and what happened for Derek Carr last night had nothing to do with Tua. Well, okay, thank you. I feel the same way. I feel, and, and, this guy, Barney's just like, yeah, I think it had everything to do with it. I'm like, nah, it's just a bad rule. Fun game, though, man. I'll tell you what. it They can debate. I happen to have first take on for a little bit, and it was Chiefs come back and, or Raiders collapse. It's going to sound weird. Don't care. Don't care how you view it because I'm happy it was an awesome game. I'm happy I'm not having to come in here and defend why the Raiders were on prime time. <laughs> It's like, yeah, guys. I, I, I'm glad I'm not a Broncos fan this morning, right? I've, I've just, it was a fun game. Hated that they lost. They're one and four going into their bye, but I'm kind of. It's going to sound really dumb for a one and four football team, but I think they're going to be okay. And it might not be the rest of this season. Probably nine and eight if they're lucky. If they're lucky, maybe seven and ten. But I think they're going to be okay. And my gosh. We we lose our minds about I, I always wonder why things become a story. As we welcome you into the Plank Show right here on The Ref. Like certain things we choose to make a massive deal and other things aren't, right? But these camera dudes, and I appreciate it because it gives us great shots, 
but they walk around like they're ghosts. And they, you ever see the dudes in the end zone? I don't know how they don't get KO'd. But everyone's like, oh, Devontae Adams, he should be thrown in jail. I'm like, what? There's this like, guy that, I don't know, what do you think you are, a ghost walking in front of him while he's walking to the locker room after a loss? Dude ain't used to losing, man. Welcome to the Raiders, Devontae. It even makes the champs. Uh, well, I guess Devontae never won a ring. But it even makes the the Hall of Famers frustrated whenever you consistently lose. But it's a fun night, man. This is going to sound weird to say about a guy that scored four touchdowns, but Travis Kelsey didn't just annihilate the Raiders like he typically does. Oh, but he had four touchdowns. Yeah, but typically with Travis Kelsey against the Raiders, those four tugs come with about 250 yards. So <laughs> it's it's wild that the Raiders can't find him when he gets in the red zone because – He's the only guy that usually kills you in the red zone. But it was weird to come away from me. And now you've had every single defensive coordinator that has had success against Patrick Mahomes now coach the Raiders, and none of them can still stop him, right? Gus Bradley, whenever he was with the Chargers, it was like Gus Bradley, and he with the Jaguars for – well, I guess he wasn't with the, the Jaguars, with the Chargers. They had a good scheme that slowed him down. Patrick Graham with what he did with the Giants last year. Yeah, doesn't matter. The Maddie's Patrick Mahomes. And he's not with or without Tyreek. With or without Tyreek. Um, Michael Hardman even got dinged up a little bit. Juju Smith Schuster wasn't 100%. And yeah, it was. He is good at the at the football. He is good. But yeah, it was like there was a point where I was like, hey, they're, they're actually doing a pretty good job against Kelsey. And then you realize, well, he scored four touchdowns. <laughs> but I would agree with you. I mean, outside of kind of the red zone. They got in the red zone, and it was like the Raiders forgot that 87 was on the field. Just that one play where they couldn't get him down on, I think his third touchdown was not very good by the Raiders. And, and again, I'll tell you what, man. The, the underappreciated part of Patrick Mahomes' game and – I know everyone loves the no-look passes and the little flips in the end zone and things of that nature. but, but And there's two things. Two things. These pain me to say. I just want to make sure. I'm, I'm laughing through the pain this morning. Um, the two things that I think are underappreciated is, number one, not necessarily that mobility, but his shiftiness in the pocket. Right? It's not, okay, here's a guy that's got a, like a clear shot at him, so he takes off and runs. It's, it's a little move that makes him look foolish, and he did it at least three times last he's, night. He's got a it's, great pocket awareness in that you. way, an escapability. He's tough to bring down, right? When you talk about running backs or quarterbacks, it's a great trait when you're tough to bring down. And for whatever reason, Mahomes, you're right, is not fast. He's not. But he's just slippery enough to, just to get, away from, right. get away uh, from getting sacked a lot of times. And number two. Number two, I don't think he gets enough credit for this. That dude loves football. I mean, he is a competitor. John Gruden, my friends, would love He'd love Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. R.I.P. John Gruden. Wait, he's not dead? Oh, John Gruden. I think he Gruden's just fired great. off another email. <laughs> yeah, that was sweet. And it sets up for um, a big game next week. Bill's Chiefs. Do we have flex capabilities yet on the NFL schedule? I, I'll tell you one thing, too, that I, I felt last night watching this game. Number one, I think Monday night football with Aikman and Buck have kind of replaced Sunday night football. I think you, you've got a little bit of that oomph back on Monday night football. Now, again, it helped that last night was a great game. Re- re- over-officiated, great game. Um, terrible finish. Great Two best game. crews. 
last night, the Monday night crew, and then I still think Nance and Romo. Yeah. I mean, I'm not – if we were playing after week – what was that? Five, the NFL season, I know this. Monday night football's back, baby. And even with my t- – my gosh, Troy Aikman, does a quarterback ever throw a good pass in his mind? I guess I never noticed And, and I got to say, the lead-up to the game itself with Susie Colbert and, you know, Alex Smith and and Boog and Schefter and all those guys, I mean, I, I thought it was pretty good. It's pretty, pretty good. That's a nice little role for for our boy Boog. Yeah, he's he's pretty good in that. I was really – For somebody that's, like, been trashed a million different ways – for somebody that is usually terrible whenever he's in games, but I loved it, man. I loved it. It was it was a fun. It was a well, it was a enraging night, but it was a fun night. And I think ESPN's got a little juice now. ABC's got a little juice now with Monday Night Football. Was there no Manning cast last night, or did I just not? I don't think there was last night. No, they. I, they don't do the whole schedule, I That's don't right. think. That's right. I think they take some weeks off here and there, which interesting that you chose this week off, gentlemen. Yeah, what's up with that? So Broncos quarterback can't come do the Chiefs Raiders game, hmm? We now have a plethora of bye weeks this week for the first time. And ah, you'll get Romo Nance this weekend on Bill's Chiefs. So good. So gosh, and I feel bad for Monday Night Football next week because it's the Broncos and the Chargers. But I don't care what you've done coming into this this week. Give me a good game on primetime, and I think those two teams will play well. Well, and the Broncos are such a mess right now Yeah, that, frankly, they're a terrific selection for primetime to see if Russ can get things figured out at all or if this is just going to be an absolute disaster. Yeah, they're still not in last place. <laughs> the Raiders are what one four. Who, by the way, beat that beat, Broncos. Beat yeah, exactly. Um. Did you peep the primetime matchups for next week? Thursday night football is Washington and Chicago. Amazon Prime might be rethinking that. Price that's, that the, uh, that's the everybody gets a primetime game. Uh, the, now, Sunday night's not bad. Maybe Sunday night gets the – maybe Sunday night gets a little bit of their juice back because Sunday night's Dallas and Philadelphia. And then you got Denver and the, and the Chargers. So, yeah, good times, man. Good times coming up at primetime next week. And I still really like Tarico and Collinsworth. It's just Oh, I do too. It's probably third for me. It's you know what's hard for me on it's cause I'm I'm working. I hardly ever get to sit and listen. Unless I unless I see something great and I want I want to go back or everyone's freaking out about something. But yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoy that Craig. It's I guess I can't say I don't. I I get to watch like the first half of it. But yeah, so this is what we're doing, man. Get up is just debating roughing the passer all morning. With who's your boy? Jeff Saturday, Dominique Foxworth. Let's go. <laughs> An incredible game. Talk about Travis Kelsey being one of the greatest tight ends in the league. Talk about Patrick Mahomes' dominance over the Raiders. Talk about Josh McDaniels, one and four, getting that second opportunity. And I don't know, maybe being a little bit too risky, maybe not taking what's there. I mean, even on fourth and one, it's like, I know the Chiefs stacked the box, but. Ron Josh Jacobs, for goodness sakes. Who was just absolutely gashing oh. Kansas City. Did you like the explanation? I think it was Dominique Foxworth on Twitter that actually threw it out. That the concern with Adams over the top had kind of opened things up for the Raiders and what Spagnola had to do defensively running the football. I mean, there's no doubt that it did. They're 1-4, though. 
as Bill Parcells once said, you are your record. You are your record. Today, and we're going to talk a lot about this today, man. I mean, after a, Josh is a diehard Chiefs fan, even though the regular season doesn't matter to him because you, <laughs> you're waiting for the playoffs. Even last night, I was already bargaining the 17 to nothing deficit. I was like, ah, you know, let him have this one. I think I did not. I apologize. Shep had texted me after the game. I think Travis texted me earlier. Uh, in the game, yeah, here, Travis texted me when it was 17-zip, and I cracked up. He goes, congrats, no way Mahomes comes back from this deficit. <laughs> I was like, you're right. I've seen this play before many, many times. And ironically, though, that was, I mean, that's only the second time he's ever done that. Which is crazy. Because I'm not going to lie to you, a 17-zip deficit for for Patrick Mahomes I, might as well be 3-zip. Well, it's tough to keep Kansas City from scoring at all. Period. You right. Know? Like, they literally, it took a dropped pass on one of their early drives, a completely blown blitz pickup, or the Raiders wouldn't have been in that position anyway. But we got a lot of Monday Night Football talk coming up. So yesterday was an interesting day, Josh, and I I think we've talked about this quite a bit because what's what's new for, for us in 2022 is a new schedule. You know, typically we would tape our assistant coaches' shows on on Wednesday, and then be done, right? And I think they even they might have had a meeting with the media at some point on Wednesday night or, or Thursday afternoon or something. But, you know, basically now everything's done by Tuesday. And we tape most of our shows on Monday. And, you know, a lot of times I always thought, hey, this is great because you'll have more on the game before and you can, you know, t- go a little bit more in depth in the highlights and they're not already moved on to the game plan. Didn't really plan on the last three weeks being how they were. But we sat and talked with Jeff Levy for a good 30 minutes yesterday. And it was really good. You know, it's um, – I understand. I understand the frustration. I truly, totally get it. But in the end, I still think he's a heck of an offensive coordinator. I mean, that's the first time in his career that he got shut out. With a backup quarterback, with by the way. With a backup quarterback. But I went through not just – now – Again, speaking of full disclosure, I can't play anything that he said from our show until it airs. I can just pass it along to you. You can paraphrase. You you can see if you watch it Wednesday on ESPN Plus or listen to it Thursday night. I think we have we can carry it locally uh, or on the Sooner Sports Podcast page. There is a certain gleam when he starts talking about Nick Evers. Right, you can sense that. All right, it's it's getting there, and I understand that if you uh, if you haven't sent the how much worse can he do tweet or text yet, I just a million people already have. All right, how much worse can it be? Just calm. Everyone's asked it. I've we've asked it on this show, but in fact, you know what? Let's play what he said in his presser yesterday about the backups, and then I'll kind of continue to go through where Evers is. And I already noticed that in my in my five things that I laid out to help, because the question yesterday, the fight yesterday, was um, what was the, the, the genesis of it? You guys are just basically taking questions and not really answering them, which – is kind of what's going on here right now. 
I mean, we were looking for comparisons to 3-0 and and ending up what these last three weeks have been uh, a lot yesterday. It's it's tough. But I went through five answers, five things that I think you can do to get back on track. And already one of them, shot to you-know-what. I'll explain that coming up later on the program. Plus your tweets, at Josh on Ref. I'm at Plank Show. Everybody should be following us at KREF Sports. And the Riverwind Casino jackpot line, 405-329-9000. Your texts on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. And when we come back, Jeff Levy yesterday talked about the backup quarterback situation and kind of where they are and what's next. Hour one of the Plank Show brought to you by Van Hoos Fence, vhfence.com, 405-735-1167. It is the Plank Show. So I sent you a DM. Don't open it. Don't watch it. All right? I want to be in there and see your response and your reaction. And then we'll get into it on the air after the bottom of the hour. I just – there's a few times where there's been plot twists in things that I see. Yeah. They're like, oh, okay, saw that coming. This is up there in the in the top five of where I'm like, oh. So do not do not do, open, do, do not You've look. got a DM. It's from me. We'll get into it next segment. Deal. No, no, okay. it, plus, it has audio in it, and you're not going to stop talking to me this segment because if I stop talking, I might start crying today. I mean, look at how things are going for me right now, dude. My, my Raiders are 1-4. and four. Mm. They've blown two 17-point leads this season, right, including one at Arrowhead, which, by the way, Raiders caught a break because usually <laughs> it's like five degrees in Arrowhead, and it was like a perfect night last night. So Beautiful night. I'll take it. Um, obviously, the struggles of Oklahoma the last few weeks, problematic. The, uh, the Dodgers are probably setting up to let me down. But the only positive thing right now sports-wise in my life is the, uh, well, Sooner softball, right? But, I mean, even Sooner softball, they're playing against each other. So, I mean, who am I rooting for? Oh, I got to text Patty. Coach might come on with us this morning. I meant to follow up with her. My anger over the, <laughs> my anger over the Raiders last night uh, cost me a, an early morning text to Coach Gasso. Uh, we'll see if we can't get her on here in a bit. She said she was open to jumping on either today or tomorrow. Uh, anyway, yeah, everything's going poorly. Poorly, dude. Washington Warriors are about it. State softball champs. Big one this weekend on the road before we take on the mighty Purcell Dragons next week. Oh, what's the name? They've got a name for the. They've got a name for the battle. But yeah, there you go. Just not good. Give me some Matt Rule. By the way, Slight okay? setback for a big-time comeback. I hope so. I hope so at least in one of them. Yeah, every, everything's good. Everything's Okay. Um, did you see that news coming out on Matt Rule's contract? That yeah. the, the $40 million, basically, if he finds a new college job, it'll deduct from his buyout from the Panthers? Really? Yeah. Like, I guess, and I'm not going to pretend to understand the finances of this, but I guess, according to Spotrack this morning, uh, there's offset language if, when he finds a new college gig, his salary will be deducted from the $40 million owned by Carolina. Man, I, I don't know about you. Hold on. How old is Matt Rule? Is he even like 60 yet? He's got, no, no. Like, is he even 50 yet? I, no, I, I would imagine he's in his 40s. Yeah, he's 47 years old. Man, I'm sorry. Maybe you might call this soft. But if I got $40 million coming to me and I'm 47 years old – you think I want to get back into the grind of recruiting? You think I want to get back into the grind of, of hobnobbing, shaking hands with boosters? This is what I worked for. I 
did all of this to get a cushy buyout. What do you think I've been grinding the radio for for 30 years? I want a buyout. Yeah, this is prime opportunity for Matt Rule to jump into television and just let those guys pay him $40 million. I, I think he'd be pretty good, actually. That's, yeah. that's fascinating. So, basically, if he gets a college gig, he's not getting that cash. That's right. Or at least um, a lesser percentage of it. Yesterday, as we welcome you back. How the, how the heck did his agent let him sign that? Um, maybe like his thought was, if this doesn't work, I'm not going to coach again anyway. Maybe there, you know, sometimes there's the arrogance of, yeah, um, th- this is going to work out. Don't worry about it. We're good. But yeah. So I, I, it's a percentage. It's not all of it. But I didn't want to bore you with the details. But Matt Rule was out yesterday. That happened during the show. It did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, just trying to remember. Everything was a blur after uh, after Coach's Corner yesterday. All right, now speaking of that, can't play the audio from what Jeff Lebby said about Nick Evers until it airs on ESPN Plus on Wednesday and Thursday night on the Sooner Radio Network. But in kind of a nice little pew pew, nice little combo conversation, there was a question about. General Booty and and his availability. And then it literally led right into a conversation about Nick Evers. So this is from this is from the press conference that the assistants do every Monday. No, he was he was And then by the way, the first part is General Booty. No, he was he was prepped and ready to go. He had a, a minor deal uh, pregame, but um General had a good week. And he was another guy that obviously has, has been in the room, not for a great amount of time, but has continued to, to strain and, and uh, fight for his spot and his opportunity. And, uh, you know, if, if that day comes, once it does, I think he'll be, he'll be ready. Yeah, and just Nick, Nick again has done some really good things too. You know, and again, he's put himself in a situation to be right in the in the mix as well. And so that's that's why I wanted to get him some reps, uh, get him a little bit of time out there to 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 create that uh, experience for him. So, in other words, there is there is an answer that I don't think many of you wanted to hear. But it's the reality of it. Hey, if he's telling he had a great week of practice, great great week of preparation. You you still didn't play him though. Yep. I mean that's <laughs> what do you derive from that, Josh? Might might, might not be the best. Well, just general booty might not be the best option right now. And Nick Evers, you know, it was interesting. I was thinking about this last night. It was interesting because I remember. I remember when Nick Evers signed and the quarterback position was in flux for Oklahoma, right? We all wanted to believe and and fought to make Caleb feel wanted and was hoping he would stay at Oklahoma. Many of us kind of had – by the way, that pass from Carr to Adams was maybe one of the best throws of Carr's career. The second one? Yeah, and they still lost the game. Anyway, um, back to the point. When Nick ever signed, and I think I think Travis was even on our show talking about it, or is that, I don't. But the idea was Nick Evers was coming here to redshirt and learn. Right, he had basically told the staff, "I'm content to not play your way." Right, and I think, I think his mom's pretty active on social media, and I think they've been pretty open and honest about it. 
But there reached that point right before Dylan Gabriel ended up signing with the Sooners where you just it's it's like you just didn't know whether or not the Sooners would have to go with Dylan or excuse me, would have to go with Nick Evers at quarterback. It's like, whoa. So I, I, I guess I guess more than anything else. I understand whenever things don't go well with a backup, we start going down the laundry list. I'm as guilty as anyone. And I think if you went back on Saturday's game, it was, hey, um, not really much movement over here. But the positive in that is that they feel like Nick Evers is progressing how they would like. And that, to me, that's a great cut. You know, And John Hoover had asked the question about Nick Evers. But – when you hear on the coach's corner later this week, and and you know I, I might try to get approval to see if we can at least air that clip because it's the last thing Jeff Levy talks about. You can sense that they're excited about his development and they're taking it very seriously. And would things have been different Saturday if he played? I don't know. You know, I have no idea. But it's progressing in a way to where I don't. I don't know if he's not the first guy in if something goes wrong again with Dylan Gabriel. I mean, I, I'm starting to wonder if maybe you're not. You know, you saw him come in. He was the first guy off the bench Saturday, I guess technically the third guy or fourth because they had, what, two Wildcat, three Wildcat quarterbacks, um, Davis Bevel and then him. But, I, I mean, I felt yesterday was very promising for the Nick Evers truthers, you know, and that it's it's coming along. But I also want to go back and reset. It is a guy that wanted to come here to develop. So, The uh, conversation about whether or not Levy buys into the whole gamers theory was pretty interesting. You want to hear that real quick before yeah, we break? If you have it, yes. I went through the um, – I was just sitting here going through. I try to mark times. Let's see, because I think I put it, coach does not believe in gamers. Oh, there it is, 538. So the question was asked – I think Ryan had asked the question – and it was it was a pretty good one because what was always the thing about Jimmy Garoppolo? Well, Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't practice well, but man, when he gets out there on game day, he is dialed in. And I think a lot of us feel like there's there's guys like that that we've seen in the past, right? Well, he might not practice well. What does that matter? What does that matter if he is a gamer? Well, um, here's Jeff Lebby talking about it. Make sure I have the right cut here. And basically, I think, you know, applying it to the Oklahoma situation, is Davis Bevel just better than these two other guys at practice, right? I mean, basically, you're asking the question, does he practice better than the other two, and is that really kind of what makes you not play the other two? So the question, do you believe in a guy that is a gamer? Oh, 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 wait, wait for it, wait for it. Than what happens in the week in practice? I, I, I do not. You know, I'm, I truly believe there comes a lot of confidence through preparation and wanting to be able to call a play and, and know what the outcome is going to be. We talk about predictable outcomes all the time, and, and that's something that to me is incredibly important. you got to be able to take care of the football, got to be able to call a play and have a really good idea of what's going to happen before we snap the ball. So that's that's how we operate. Yeah, no, oh, wait, do you want to, was the follow-up? I don't remember the follow-up. Hold on here. Not, not a consideration when for 
three quarters if you give a guy and you're not getting the production you need. If, if you don't see it during the week, it's not something you just throw a guy in there and see if it's different. If a guy's not had a good week at practice and not prepared the right way or whatever the case may be, then then it's not right for me to be able to put him in a situation in a game and think that all of a sudden it's going to change. There you go. I, and I understand the logic there, but it's hard for me to wrap my head around that. When the when the results just aren't happening, to not not just try it. But yeah. obviously Lebby's got an approach and a belief, and his belief is why would I expect it to be any different if I'm not seeing it in practice? Which frankly, you know, makes sense. We got much more from the pressers yesterday with both Ted Roof and Jeff Lebby. Who do you think's we did have a funny conversation off the air with Levy over Twitter. Guys, he's not seeing your mentions, okay? So you can stop. I'm just going to tell you right now. <laughs> but I, I love his attitude, man. I wish I wish things were better on Saturday. I wish things were better the week before. Because this guy just has this kind of aura about him that you're going to love. But right now... Not necessarily the case. Not, not not with him personally, but just kind of with that fan opinion. They got to get right soon. All right, quick break. When we come back, our first check of the Air Comfort Solutions text line. I can't wait for you to see this plot twist video. It's Plank Show right here on The Ref. Looks like uh, the GOAT will join us at 1020. And cross check with Patrick Dunn. Make sure he doesn't get mad at me. Patty Gasso, 1020 this morning. In anticipation of the Dodgers-Padres game tonight. Get her take on how she feels about Dodgers postseason roster, you know, having to deal with the Padres, who you know, kind of were built for a series like this. And how big of a challenge could it be for a team that's been on cruise control for a minute? Maybe we'll get some softball in there, too. Going to be good. Um, well, Quite the plot twist, huh? Yes. I'm afraid to even talk about it on the air. I know. Um, and I might not, but there is a video making the rounds of a – It's I, I've never heard of that TV show, had you? Uh, no. One of those people's court Like shows. a people's court and, the, and the, the bailiff in it, the guy that's on trial, if you will, says something to the effect of, you don't look happy, brother. You don't look happy. And lo and yeah, behold – Yeah, Judge Christina says, ask yeah. the bailiff. He's been married for 28 years. <laughs> Judge Christina – <laughs> and then basically he's accused of a horrific crime involving his wife. So, yeah. yeah, not good. Not good at all. But it's the video part of it is like, whoa, plot twist. <laughs> yeah, indeed. And I don't know how that guy had that. I don't know how he had that figured out. Right. It's like he looked at him right away. He's like, you don't look happy. You don't look happy. <laughs> I guess it's just, I mean, that's sort of a bailiff's job in general, but he looks prophetic in that yeah. video. Yeah, he does. All right. Um. Bottom of the hour, and we're running a little bit off schedule today. We're kind of like an airline. But Air Comfort Solutions text line, it's our first check of it. 405-651-3439. Let's see. I wanted to go back to the start because there was some good stuff on the game from last night. Um, (laughs) Plank Raiders going for two last night was so dumb. Also, on the last play of the game, fourth and one, why in the world didn't they just give it to Jacobs and get the first down? They would have had over 30 seconds and three plays after the spike to get 15 yards and kick a field goal. Yep. Um, 
I can't really think about that one, to be honest. I didn't have a big issue with them going for two. I, I, I sort of understood it. And that was such a u- unique set of circumstances both ways. We don't see a lot of teams do what Kansas City did, which is try to go for two to get up nine. Kansas City did. That was weird. Yeah. And, and then the Raiders, two to take the lead. But I, I honestly think part of him going for two was a reaction to KC going for two. It's like, oh, okay. Well, you're going to do – here we go. I don't think – oh, my gosh. Anything you can do, I can do better. Does, does Jason Smith just basically tweet everything? The Raiders are afraid of Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. yeah duh. I mean – Correct. Do you feel like you're – I hate it when people feel like they're unearthing some magical take that nobody's ever thought of. I know I'm guilty of this sometimes, but at least I call myself out so you don't have to. Pretty I'm much like, everybody in the AFC is except for the Buffalo Bills. I'm like, what? Like, let me tell you guys something right now, and this is shocking. They are afraid. And you're like, well, yeah, he's like 9-1 and one against them. <laughs> you dope. Yeah, of course they're terrified. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, Russ – now, okay, I have a question. Complete sidebar. Has there been some – and I know when you lose everything, you suddenly get mad about, right? When you're losing – and I'm not shifting for the Raiders to the Sooners. The Fletcher's corny dogs didn't taste as good as they did. You know, there's some too much breading, right? It's just everything. It's like, oh, that sideline report had static in the background. What's wrong with you? Wax beer was hot. Right. Even though it didn't, Drake, you were money this weekend. So I, I've noticed this a lot in the last couple of days. And, and you know, Britton Venables last night had a great speech about the standard, right? Now, we got to see it happen on the football field. Yeah. But have, been, have people been complaining about the players singing the fight song after the day or something? After the game? Because he mentioned that. He's like, listen, if you don't do this, you don't do this. If you don't want to sing the fight song, you don't want to do this, then, you know, I, I'm going to help you find out where you need to go. I'll help you get out of here. So I don't know if people just took it from that, but that hasn't been a thing, has it? Not that I'm okay. aware of. But, I either. But look, you know how it is. I mean, like you said, when you're losing, everything sucks. Okay. And I'll move on past it. You know, that's not something Oklahoma's done in the past. And so obviously, when things are going really as wrong for Oklahoma as they've gone mm-hmm. in a quarter century. All of a sudden, you come in and you start changing things and let's sing the alma mater and the fight song and this and that. There's going to be, now whether it's the majority, there's going to be a faction of the fan base that says, you know what, that's dorky, that's stupid. I I don't like it, right? I mean, now, if you're winning by 30 like you did the first three games, everybody says, ah, this is great. Love this. This is cool. Get back over here, sing some more. Let's do the second verse. You lose a few games. All right, cool. I'll I'll move on past that. Um, Would you have kicked the extra point? Yes. Absolutely. I'm not a big believer in chasing points. I don't even do it in Madden, okay? <laughs> I don't do it in Madden. I'm on year nine. Derek Carr has won nine straight MVPs. We're not a two-point conversion team. You don't chase points. Especially when you're playing kind of well on the road. You're in Kansas City. There's still four minutes left in the game. It's not like there's 30 seconds. Jesse writes, I thought the Raiders looked good. I thought the defensive holding call in the field goal attempt was as weak as the roughing call. It was bad. Did you see the last time a holding call on the defense had been called? It was, I didn't even know that rule existed. It was actually called against the Raiders, and it was 2015. Oh, man. Yeah. Of course it was. I was just like, you got to be kidding me. No, yeah, that, that was a terrible call. Terrible. Yeah. Uh, uh, Brant B. from Newcastle. Patrick Mahomes yelling, I'm here, I'm here. 
even though some of the some of now the memes put in the Kermit the frog voice oh, yeah. with no crowd noise just going, I'm here. It's pretty good. Um, did you guys see where someone started a rumor that Lee Corso had died? I didn't know. No. I didn't know. I, I, is that why Kirk Curbstreet put the thing out that they're still going to to Knoxville? Like Kirk Curbstreet sent something out on Twitter yesterday that got retweeted into my timeline. So, I mean, are, do we not like kind of cross or fact check things anymore? It's like, oh, look, John Candy was trending the other day. It's like, okay, why? Outside of the fact that he's awesome. But you kind of click and you read a little bit. I never saw any Lee Corso stuff, so. Glad he's not. Glad he's okay. Uh, game day in Knoxville. Uh, and then one more from the 715. Can we ban all boomer doomers from the fan base? He says boomer tumors, which is interesting. Yeah, autocorrected, obviously. I think so. Or, or maybe he looks at him as tumors. Wow, no, harsh, because bro. the previous couple of texts. Oh, okay, okay. Boomer was, doomer. Oh, okay, there. I had to quit listening for a couple of days because of the freakouts, and I don't think and I don't think they should be with us in glory when they ditched us in the dumps. Hey, bro, that's sports. That's life, man. I mean, that's that's the reality of it. They're going to love you when you're great. They're going to hate you when you're not. Well, and I would just say we're not going to censor the fan base here, right? I mean, to a degree. I mean, obviously you can't come on here and just drop bombs and this and that. I'm not saying that. But, look, uh, people have a right to feel like, hey, don't jump off the wagon. And, meanwhile, other people have the right to kind of j- jump off the wagon, right? I mean, it's right. sort of is what okay. it is. So I want to answer this right now because this is a triggering thing for me, and I know we're up against it, so i got to be quick. And I don't know if it's a Packers fans thing or what, but um, this came and it was not sure how Adams only had seven targets that game. Good things happen when the ball goes 17's way. Yeah, he had he had seven targets, and Derek Carr threw 19 passes. And oh, by the way, they had a running back who was running at what at the very least almost a seven yard per carry clip. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to run the football when <laughs> yeah. you've got that going. And and listen, give the Chiefs credit. They Steve Spagnuolo decided early in that game after the bomb is like, all right, Devontae Adams ain't beating us. So, I, I mean, he was the most targeted receiver for the Raiders. They threw seven balls his way. The second most targeted was the dude that ran for 154 yards. So, I'm not going to. And because they used Jake, and it was effective. I've never under, is that a fantasy football thing? It's like Mike. You just, I saw Peter Bukowski uh, tweet about. He's it. It like, oh, I can't believe you're throwing it up to Matt Collins. He's like, yep. He's got 200 yards receiving a couple weeks ago against Tennessee. I mean, you take what the defense gives you. And then if you don't, it's like, oh. Why are they forcing it to Devontae? Indeed. Week, week one was, my gosh, all they're going to do is throw it to Devontae Adams. You're just forcing the ball to him. Week two is like, do they know they have Devontae Adams on their team? It's just, Arr. But, yeah, I thought. The they- Raiders played well. They, they were coached well last night. They played well. Derek Carr played well. There's not a whole lot to complain about. Right. Especially offensively for the Raiders. <laughs> can we ban the people who accept 49-0? <laughs> yes, we can. Uh, all right, quick play, uh, quick break. When we come back, we'll put a wrap on hour number one with uh, get you ready for some Jeff Lebby, some Ted Roof, Patty Gasso coming up next hour. Busy Tuesday on the Home Sooner fans. Ah, uh, thank you. Somebody chimed in. I couldn't think of the 
name for the Washington Purcell battle, the war on 74. War on 74. Not a big 74 guy. Just get on the highway and go. Now, I know when you're coming from Washington, it might be a little bit faster, but eh, just for me. A little easier so, to go down Lad Road, get on 35 and high. What's great name for a rivalry. Dude, I love my Mondays in Purcell. They're the best. Uh, they actually, I noticed this week, Purcell, heart of Oklahoma, that little Chick-fil-A stand set up. Probably eat a ton of food out of that. The dragons are pumped. Right baby. off Main Street. Let's go. Um, um, like um. I've got a couple things I want to get into, but we don't have a ton of time this segment. But this was really good off the Air Comfort Solutions text line because there was some controversy beyond the poor officiating last night. Troy Aikman was yeah. in hot water. I knew as soon as it. Soon as it uttered off of his lips, same thing. And, and I've got no problem with it whatsoever. But as soon as he compared football players to wearing dresses, I was like, "Oh, he's going to catch some heat for that." I mean, no literally, doubt. As soon as he said it, there's been a couple of times where now my antennas are really up on that. Right, I am very, very uber sensitive to that stuff. Not like me personally, but just I don't want anyone to get in trouble. And as soon as he said, "Listen, he's not going to get in trouble," but I did appreciate. Like a lot of the outrage from people that like weren't watching football. It's like, what, did you just come to pile on tonight? Like the guy that started it, you're like, what, 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 what's going on here? But I, I, as soon as he said it, as soon as it came out of his mouth, I was like, uh, there's going to be a faction out there that's not pleased yeah, with this. Troy, Troy's going to have to tweet out an apology after the game. They've just got to start. They got to start protecting the quarterbacks more, in my mind. All right, listen, uh, Patty Gasso is coming up next hour. It's the Plank Show right here on The Ref.